<laughs> yeah. No. So speaking of which, I mean, I'm, like, like you said, you know, when you first started off, you know, it probably wasn't in your plans to be where you're at currently. So um, knowing that, what would you have told you, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago if you could go back and, and talk to yourself? Oh my gosh. I would just say, believe in yourself. 99 Welcome to the 99 Hustles Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Carter. And I'm your co-host, International Fees. And we appreciate you tuning into the podcast where we make it our mission to get information and stories from the minds of successful entrepreneurs directly to you. Hear how they came up, what they went through, the highs, the lows, and the stories that define them. We hope you inspire the hustle spirit inside of you. It's free inspiration. What else? Motivation. What else? Information directly to the listeners every week. And please do not forget to subscribe to the 99 Hustles podcast where you can keep up with these incredible stories from incredible people. And with no further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Let's get it. Squaw. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Nick here. Don't forget to check out 99hustlesblog.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things a part of the hustle. We show you how to get money blogging, podcasting, opening an online store, starting a digital agency, or any type of side hustle you can think of. Information is our form of reparations, and we got all the resources to help get you going. Once again, that's 99hustlesblog.com. Now, with no further ado, let's get into the episode. And welcome to the 99 Hustles podcast. Very special guest uh, with us here today. I'm your host, Nick Carter. International fees. International. And I think it's it's a uh, perfect uh, perfect nickname for our guest today. Uh, hailing all the way from Wales, we have Stephanie Taylor with us today. Stephanie, how's it going? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Really good. <laughs> Even better now that I'm here with you guys. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It's what we love to hear. So, Stephanie, um, as we mentioned, you're from Wales. Um, you know, most of our listeners are here in the States so far. So why don't you give us some time and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am from the UK and uh, I wasn't actually born in Wales, but I was born in Birmingham, which is, oh, do you know what? I was born in Dorset, which is in the southeast, but I grew up in Birmingham, which is a big city in the middle of England. And uh, I've been in Wales for the last four years. Uh, it's a really cool place. Uh, lots of sheep, um, lots of beautiful countryside and mountains. But I'm not in a, a country place. I'm mm. in a city not too far from Cardiff, which is the capital. Awesome. Awesome. That, uh, yeah, we, uh, Nick and I actually um, are, we hail from, well, Nick's actually from Virginia, uh, but has family from Harrisburg, which is the capital of Pennsylvania, and we both went to the same high school, so um, we kind of have that connection here, and it's it's really cool to hear, um, you know, how at, at 99 Hustles, we like to talk to people from all over the world and, and kind of give them a, a platform to tell us their story, um, so without, you know, without further ado, Stephanie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and, and how you got into entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, um, it's it's quite a, a far way back, but I kind of grew up um, in a kind of I don't know what you would call it. Maybe lower middle class. I don't know. You don't have the classes, do you? <laughs> Working. Oh, we class, have classes, but, have... but but here it's usually <laughs> either you got it or you don't. So yeah. All oh, right. Not. Okay. Yeah. Have, have oh, have I not. see. Have technically, have technically, we have a middle class. I don't know. Um, well, how much of that I, really counts anymore? But yeah. 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 So um, I had a you know happy upbringing I've got one sister Nikki um, but really a lot of things changed for me because I went off course for what I thought was my plan and when I had my son Alex and I was 18 and that just um, made things go kind of very difficult in terms of financially and um, I was living on what we call benefits um, government assistance you might call it um and yeah I just went through some tough times back then uh but that is quite a long time ago because I'm 49 is it 49 yeah uh, 41 49 49 like the drink <laughs> guys, we'll, we'll blame that on the loss. Guys, uh, a how loss do you know? <laughs> it's always forty wine. Yeah, there yeah, is. yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so when you when you had Alex, so what I did want to ask you is like, so what kept you going during that time period? Was it just like, you know, you had your your mind focused on like a larger picture? Or, you know, like, how did you find like a drive or were you actually more inspired once you, once you did have Alex? Well, do you know, I didn't really have that big vision. I didn't really know what was possible. I didn't know what I could do. Um, I kind of felt a lot of shame and um, I was hard on myself. Mm. And I think that... I only know that looking back, I didn't really realize that at the time. But I, what the things I could see, I could see that I could do some studying. And they had a, a thing called uh, the correspondence course. We have uh, something called the Open University. Maybe I'm sure you had similar where you could do your degree by post. And instead of taking three years, it would take seven years. And so I started doing that and I, that, that I really enjoyed uh, doing that and writing the essays by hand and posting them off in the envelope and then waiting for the results to come back. Um, it was very, it was very exciting. I enjoyed it. I was really good at it as well. That was my one superpower seemed to be writing essays. Yeah. And so I imagine, I imagine that, 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 that writing ability translates even now. Right, you mm. know, the, the, those mm-hmm. that same skill set that you developed during, you know, during that time period. So transition. Yeah. Speaking of which, why don't you tell the audience what you currently do? Yeah, so it's a big. It was a big leap then. From I was at the time I started doing what I do now four years ago, and what I do now is I, I work in property. And it's something that I wouldn't have believed. And it's a way to get started in property without buying property. And what we call it here in the UK is a rent to rent. And 
I believe, um, but you might have heard of it. It's called Asset Light in the UK. So, uh, sorry, in the US. So, if any um, listeners know and do this in the US, I would love to hear from you because I don't really know what it's called in America or if people do it in a similar way. So, I'll tell you what it is. You rent a property from uh, the owner, usually on a, a longish term, so three to five years, and then you do it up a bit and rent it out by the room, so like a house share, like friends. Um, and we rent those out to professionals. And it's a great way to get started in property, make property profit, property cash flow, without having to invest and buy the assets. And uh, it can be really, um, a really it's a really an efficient way to be in business because one, you start to get into profit really quickly. Two, you've got, you don't need much money to start off. Three, you've got recurring revenue. And four, you've got the names and addresses of your perfect customers. Because here in the UK, all the owners of the what are called houses of multiple occupation need to be on a register, which is a public register. So that means that we get to write to them. Get to write to them. Hello? That's really interesting. That's really Hello? that's really interesting. That's really interesting because um, here um, I don't necessarily know what the term is as well, but we do have property management companies where people. Um, essentially will um, be contracted by owners to take care of, you know, maintenance or, you know, filling up the occupancies, um, things of that nature. So it sounds like it's a little bit different in the UK where you have, uh, you said what, three to five year contracts with the owners. So do you eventually, is it like a rent to own type of contract? So at the end of your term, you can purchase the property? That is a good point. Uh, So what happens is, so we have what you're describing as well. We call them letting agents. And usually they're about around and about 10% of the rent. But with the guaranteed rent basis that we do with rent to rent, it gives you, if you're good at what you do, the potential to make a lot more because you've got fixed what you're paying to the property owner. And if you're really good at what you do, then you can make a lot more. So on a typical property, property, you can make somewhere between 500 and a thousand pounds each month in profit after all of your costs. So what are, what are general costs for for you? So the general costs are uh, just the utility bills and yeah. um, So that's it, paying the landlord's rent and the bills, you know, the running costs of the house and the fact that sometimes the rooms are going to be empty. Uh, so you need to just allow for everything. And we've got a way. Got it. A, yeah. A deal analysis spreadsheets so that you can work that out. Before so I believe the first thing you mentioned about, you know, um, the three steps is that you don't need as much money to start. Yeah. How yeah. much money would you say someone would need to, to have ready to go to, to get into this kind of business? Yeah, well, you can do it in stages. So I would say it's good to have a couple of thousand pounds at least. So that will enable you to get all the bits of your business set up, which is around about 600 pounds. And then, um, but you don't need all of that all in one go. And then you'll need some money to if the property needs a refurbishment, sometimes you, your property is ready to go or the owner has paid for the refurbishment. But sometimes you might need to do a light refurbishment. And typically, 
that can be anywhere between nothing at all, as I say, and about £3,000. And then you're going to need some, um, you know, the rent. And it's good if you've got a buffer as well. But why I say to start off at least with two is because as you move forward and opportunities come to you, also you'll become, you'll become more attractive for other people like friends and family to come in with you uh, and do mm. things together. And also while you're moving forward, you can still be saving from your job. Yeah. Speak, speaking of family, this is something you do with your sister. Is that correct? Yeah. She's the co-founder, yeah. right? Yeah. So that is really cool because before we started this business, um, I used to find my sister, I love her to bits, but I used to also find her very irritating. Of course. Uh, Aren't siblings always irritating? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why we need the 40 wine, isn't it? After all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my sister was very irritating. Uh, I was going to say is very irritating because she's very detailed oriented and she likes to explain to you what to do. Um, God. But that yeah. is super helpful when you're in business. You need yeah, somebody right. to read all the contracts. You, and you, do so the, you're, you're more of yeah. the creative thinker, writer, you know, speaker, and she's more of the, the behind the scenes, hot hands on yeah. schedule oriented. Yeah, you, you need that balance in business, right? Because you can't yeah. have one yeah. without the other. So with you guys, who's, who's who? I'm probably the more creative one with ideas yeah. all over the place. And, and Fanil's more of the, uh, the, the detail oriented, bring me back, bring me back down to, to earth. To, yeah. Nick, let's just focus on this one thing. <laughs> Nick's definitely an artist in the sense that, you know, they're, they're just full of ideas. And I mm -hmm. will probably consider myself more of the stereotypical realist. And I'm trying to bring them back down to earth. Like, okay, these are all great ideas, but how about we start with one? <laughs> and then go from there. So no, and that's something that we've, uh, we've also come across, you know, in, in our own uh, personal business here is just, you know, finding that right balance between, you Absolutely. know, nurturing that creative mindset, but also getting things accomplished. Um, yeah. So speaking of which, what what brought you to this point or what, what brought you to this industry what what yeah, gave what you the idea to get this yeah yeah so i had one of those moments uh, that a lot of people have just a typical everyday moment uh, my mum rang me up one morning and i um i didn't give her the time that she deserved on the phone and it was when I then went into work in the afternoon and I'd been really distracted thinking about a presentation that I was giving in the morning. And I knew that my mum wasn't well. And I can just imagine the sort of scenario of her waking up and just feeling a little bit disoriented or just feeling alone or just feeling worried about her health or, and, and reaching out to want to connect with me just for a bit of reassurance. And I was quite dismissive and in a hurry and distracted. And when I got to work in the afternoon, I was just thinking about it in my mind. And I just thought, ah, oh. it was just as though this awakening, oh my gosh, this is my life. And mm. the bank doesn't matter. Yeah. That's if a great never, point. And the bank was yeah. where you were working, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was that moment where life really you know put you at a crossroads where you had to decide what really mattered and what didn't um and, and family clearly matters a lot to you with with this story with with your mother being a pivotal point and 
you know, yeah. you're having your son um, at, at a younger age and, and yeah. still persevering yeah. to, to go to finishing up school and then now mm-hmm. being in business with your sister. So it, it's, it sounds like, uh, I don't want to miss, you know, speak for you, but it sounds like family is at the, at the center of, of why you do the things you do. Yeah, that's sort of come become more strong as well. You know, I think that happens to a lot of us as we get older. Um, but I just want to point out as well. So I started in this business that I described to you, which is is, is definitely a property business. It was, so we're not owning the assets. Mm-hmm. But the incredible thing that's also happened is because this is all within the last four years, started in 2016. And we started buying properties then. And um, just as you, I know you have this in America as well, uh, the lease options, the exchange with delay completions, the creative strategies for buying properties where you don't need a lot of cash up front. So we, uh, um, I didn't really believe that all of them were really things that people actually yeah. could do, yeah. that normal people could do. And uh, so we bought two properties like that and since then, we've bought other properties where we're getting um, traditional, you know, commercial financing and um, with st- typical sort of deposits and mortgages. And altogether, we've got 28 units now and um, just the value is wow. just over a million pounds. So in property terms, it's very small, but in our... In, in what I envisaged for my life, it's very big. Yeah. yeah. No. So speaking of which, I mean, I'm, like you said, you know, when you first started off, you know, it probably wasn't in your plans to be where you're at currently. So um, knowing that, what would you have told you, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago if you could go back and, and talk to yourself? Oh my gosh. I would just say, believe in yourself. That's because big, yeah. that's the one thing um, that I just feel is that everything was always there. I already had everything I needed. Within you. To, yeah. And you just have to believe that it's possible for you and then take the next step and take the next step and take the next step. So did you, uh, Stephanie, did you battle any, any doubts or any, any self doubts at all through that time period or all the time? All the time. Um, Everything that I do, um, I'm aware that people don't believe that I was shy. Um, No way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That I am shy, that I'm um, uh, an introvert. And uh, I do enjoy people and relationships, but um, I am shy. So to to do the videos that we do... uh, and to do the, we have our own podcast now, and to do all of that, it took such, uh, I had to put myself out there, and that just felt so terrifying. Yeah, yeah your comfort zone. Yes, yeah, same here. I think we had a conversation, this was like a couple of days ago, Fees, I think uh, we were talking about reaching out to different guests for like new guests on on the podcast, and and Fees asked me to reach out to someone. I'm like, you know, I, I'm I'm the same way, Stephanie. I'm an introvert. I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm not sure I feel comfortable reaching it. And you know, not. And we Fees gave me like a pep talk, like a boxer in a corner. And he's like, you know, you got <laughs> you got to get out of your comfort zone. You know, we got to make this thing work. So that's I right. I I, right. I relate, and that resonates with me 100. percent 
And, 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 and to be honest, it, that, that's kind of the, the, the basis of why we do what we do. You know, it's to get people out of their comfort zone, get, a, get people out of the hamster wheel where they feel like they have to do things because, you know, that's all they have available to them. Where, like you mentioned before, everything's within you and everyone has the ability to be an entrepreneur. And we want yeah. to be able to tell stories uh, of people that are currently doing it um, and who come from places like we come from and, and have mm -hmm. stories that we can kind of relate to. Um, so that's why I think it's so important that we hear from people like you who, you know, you had every re you had every opportunity to, to quit or to just, you know, continue working at the bank, which isn't a bad place to be. I don't want people to feel like, you know, this is in, in any way an indictment on people that aren't entrepreneurs, but for the ones that want to be um, and are just, you know, holding themselves back, you know, t take from Stephanie what that, you know, the, the ability is there. You just have to go out and get it. So get out of your comfort zone and, and, and you know, go for yeah, it. Take make that, step. make that first step. Yeah, absolutely. That's big. Um, actually about that first step though, Stephanie. So like from the bank to getting into, um, property management, like, where did you, where did you go to learn about it? Like, how did you, how'd you figure it out? What, did you have anyone in the industry that, that you knew doing it or, you know, were you like up late on Google researching things or <laughs> YouTube? Yeah, it was a bit of it was a bit of everything because you know when you're really into something and it's you think about it all the time. You black out, yeah. <laughs> I was just, so first of all, I, I was going to property networking events in the evenings and usually they would have a speaker come in and say what they're doing in property. And I was just blown away. I would go to maybe one or two of those events a week and I was just blown away. I couldn't believe what people were doing. And these were in inverted commas, ordinary people. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is a possibility. This is a possibility. This is a possibility. And, um, in some ways, I didn't believe it. And on the other hand, I thought it was possible. So, and then I did a, a day's course on how to do what we eventually decided to do. And the rest of the time, yes, I was on Google and um, looking and researching and finding out. Um, but then you just got to do it. Yeah, right. And it felt right, right? It, it, it feels right. Like you feel, you feel like you're working for something like something bigger than you. Like you feel like you're drawn to it. And, you, and when you get that passionate feeling that like you're doing the right thing, it, you know, that kind of just keeps you going. So I, yeah. I, I definitely relate to that. Yeah, and, absolutely. and uh, what I love about it is uh, a bit like what you guys are doing with this podcast. Uh, then I started doing YouTube videos saying, do you know what this stuff does work what the people mm -hmm. are saying it is a thing and yeah. um and eventually we ended up people kept saying oh did you do training did you do courses but because of what you said before nick i was like no i don't think we've been doing it long enough <laughs> or i don't think we're qualified to yes, be teaching people for money yeah. if we, we can teach people free we can't teach you for money but yeah. eventually we did do a course uh, because we realized that some of the people who were doing courses actually were not doing the thing, you know, yeah. to wow. they were not doing it. And um, we thought actually we can do better than that because we've got actually all of the things that we're using to be successful. And that business uh, really has um, been a game changer as well, because that's more of an online business because that training is through an online program. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Stephanie. And something that Nick and I talk about all the time is that with the internet, 
Um, you know, we are in the information age where if there's something that can be learned, you can find it online. Uh, yeah, easily. And, and we're living testaments to that too. We Google, YouTube, you name it. If, if the platform's out there, we're, we're on there looking to see how we can better ourselves, better our business. Um, so that's one thing that we always try to, you know, reiterate to people is that, you know, if you really want something, the information's out there. Um, and there's people out there, there's platforms out there that are, are looking to help you out. So uh, I'm, I, I'm sure you have plenty of success stories that you could probably talk about. And I'm sure those, those are things you, you mentioned on your YouTube series, um, which we'll definitely uh, link out to so our, our, our fans can make sure to check your page out and, and check out your, um, your sure. tutorials because I'm sure we have some... Uh, some of the 99 Hustles Nation out there in the UK. So for all we know, it could be one of your tenants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, I thought that was that that was interesting what you what you mentioned about the course is like I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with like really knowing their value and like mm. knowing their worth. Like a lot of times we question like, okay, I don't know if there's people out there willing to pay for this. Then no one's going to pay me for this. Like, what do I know? Like, I'm just a regular person. And then, you know, you put the course out there and you realize that, you know, people need help and you know what you're talking about and they'll pay you for it. You know, so like getting over that hump of really knowing your value and your worth and like that you have something to bring to the table that, you know, you could put a price tag on. I think that's a, a really important step for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And people are willing to pay for something of value, right? So if, exactly. if you don't value what you do or what you say, then people won't either. Right. So it's, it's important to get over that, that initial hump, that self-doubt um, and to really, because at the end of the day, if you're successful in what you do, you clearly have something to teach somebody else, you know, and, it's, and, and information is to be, is to be shared. It's not to be kept to, to themselves. So I think uh, it's really important what you're doing and it, it's, it's, you know, it kind of goes back to our, to our mission here. And that's just to help people get over that hump and, and unleash that entrepreneur within them. Um, so to, to, to speak on speaking on that, where do you see yourself in, in the next 10 years? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, what, you know, from that time when I felt that fire in my belly, that I definitely had to change something. Um, what I would love to do is, well, continue with our our property business is called HMO Heaven. Uh, grow, continue to grow that business. Also, our rent to rent success is where we're training other people to to do what we've done. What I love about that is it's transforming other people's minds and their lives. And I want to take that training a little bit broader. So at the moment we're focused specifically around property. And what I want to focus on is that, that what the first thing is, is the belief and um, the mindset and the energy of transformation, because what we're seeing in, in the world at the moment is that it's so important to empower, you know, empower yourself to partially it's financially, but it's just that we've all got so much control um, no matter where, what our context is, and obviously it's tougher, mm-hmm. but we've all got so much control of our results and we don't always realize that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it starts with, it starts with yourself and that permeates to the people around you, 
and then eventually that that networks out to the people they know and it it's almost like a domino effect from there um yeah and it's so definitely just thing. once once yeah, you absolutely. that it's, it's super powerful thing absolutely yeah. and and um you know speaking on that um are there any books or or resources that you have either read in the past or are currently reading that you would um recommend to the 99 hustles nation yeah there are I have recently read Never Split the Difference, Negotiate as if Your Life Depends on It, mm. because it does. Well, I added the because it does, but um, it's a <laughs> remix. <laughs> That's the second edition. <laughs> yeah, we need to tell Chris Voss, he's the author. Um, but it is a phenomenal book because he is an FBI negotiator. Mm. But what I've learned uh, from that book has really helped me in in so many negotiations, all different kinds of negotiation situations, even situations as simple as, you know, house disputes or, you know, issues with uh, landlords, sometimes any difficult conversation, because when you can get good at difficult conversations, that's when you can really grow your life and your business. Mm. Yeah. I mean, life's all about negotiations, right? Yeah. We're, we're constantly negotiating with, with everything, whether it's your job, whether it's your, the relationship you're in. Um, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good, that's a really good um, recommendation there. We'll definitely be sure to, to plug that for, uh, for our, our listeners so they can um, take some, some information from there too and, and kind of expand their horizon on that. Um, yeah, get, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Right. That, 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 that's the place where, where you grow. Um, yeah. Stephanie. So uh, do, we do have a, um, just a question, just a, uh, so you, you got into business and made that turning point um, when your mother was uh, sick. How, how is she now? She's fine. Great. Okay. That's good. <laughs> that's fantastic. She's absolutely fine. In fact, it turned out she wasn't so ill, you know, she wasn't ill for a long, a long time. Uh, that time it, um, she, what happened was a few years ago, her knee wasn't very well. And I suggested that we each get a Fitbit, these little watches where it counts your steps. And okay. Yeah, so we're we familiar. Got, we have Fitbits here as well. Oh, you have Fitbits there as well. Mm-hmm. You have everything, in, don't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, trust me. If it's something that can be sold, it's in America. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I bought her a Fitbit and myself and my sister both got them as well. And we all started walking and we didn't think mum was really walking many steps. We didn't think she would be doing very many. And we, she insisted that she thought she would be doing at least 10,000. And we, we just looked at each other. We didn't think so. Anyway, she got this Fitbit and she, she, she made sure she was doing 10,000 steps a day. Wow. Wow. And now she's doing over 20,000 steps a day, which takes about, which takes an average person about three hours to walk uh, 20,000 steps a day. But she, she's lost weight. She feels so much better. She's in her seventies now. And she just thinks she's 71. Uh, 71. (laughs) 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 Is that 71? Actually. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's something as simple as like a, a Fitbit is, 
you know, kind of harps on a very important thing is just keeping yourself accountable. Right. So yeah. uh, whether that's in your personal life, health, business, business that, that yeah. translates across the board to making sure you keep yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, it sounds like that's where you got your, uh, I, I think we know where you got your drive from. Yeah. Well, never underestimate the strength of a mom. That's for sure. That determination. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Well, Stephanie, it's, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I think um, our listeners uh, are, are really lucky to, to be able to hear your story. Um, I personally am inspired by the things that you've, you've done and I can't really, you know, can't really, I can't really envision where, what your next steps are. I can only see you doing more and more of what you're doing and, and kind of maybe even tapping into a little bit more of your, your writing, which is, if I remember, is like what you're really good at, your passion. Um, but uh, one thing we ask all of our guests here at 99 Hustles is uh, to provide us with what is your hustler's mantra? Yeah, and I got one ready for you. Okay. So okay. <laughs> my hustler's mantra is believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. Believe, Love it. Believe bolder, be bigger, and be a game changer. That's amazing. Believe bigger, be bold. Believe bigger, be bolder. Got it, got it. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I, I, I write this up for you correctly, Stephanie, so that uh, <laughs> you don't have any, any, any confusion that's on that. that. But that's uh, Stephanie, right there. Thank, thank you so much for taking the time to, to sit and, and talk with us today. Uh, we really look forward to, you know, uh, getting a response from the 99 Hustles Nation and uh, look forward to speaking with you soon. Okay, it's been lovely to be here. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. Have a good one.